Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian, and I'm joined with two badasses uh, from Austin and Tulsa. Frank down in Austin, how are you? Doing well, Brian. Like, glad to see that audio lag is back. And Willem up in Tulsa. Willem, What's up, Brian? How are you doing, buddy? Good. Good, 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 good. Got my mic back. You did? Yeah. Where was it? I don't know what happened. It was here, but the cord, I loaned my GoPro to someone and I used that same uh, USB cord for it. And they had, I just hadn't gotten the cord back and I only have the one. You're double dipping cords. I like it. That's fine. That's yeah, fine. no shit. I was going to say, no one told told you not to sit on your mic, Willem. <laughs> Grumon. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Grumon. Grumon. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. It sounds gross. <laughs> oh, shit, gentlemen. It's been a while. Um, it's been seven days since we last casted. Frank. And 60 Yeah, days. I feel like every time you say it's been a while. It has been a while, and I'm just waiting for Parker's sultry voice to come in and finish the It's been a while. Song. Yeah, oh, it's not God. the same. It's not I'm the same. Fuck things. Oh, <laughs> 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 Hey, Willem just graphically says "fuck things up." <laughs> that's what it well, always funny across as to me. It's like "fuck things up," <laughs> but it's funny because stained, right? Like they swear once in their songs or like twice. They don't have very many songs where it's like just rattling off cuss words the whole time. But that was such an emphatic fuck when they say that every time. Exactly. It's hilarious. (laughs) Hey, uh, since this is like the first time I've used the mic in a while, if it's like too loud or whatever, just tell me. Oh, easy, buddy. Easy. Sounds a little bit congested, but that's okay. (laughs) I always sound congested. (laughs) It sounds contentious. Your sound is sounding contentious. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I mean, first the fuck and then that response. Yeah. Jesus. Calm down over there. Oh. My uh, wife is walking currently a- across the living room to go take a shower with the angriest look on her face. Well, it's probably because there's fucking like four inches of water still in your house. There isn't. Okay. There is not. But it is it is drying out, which means the house is like, first off, if anybody tells you it's a dry heat, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> um, it's about 85, 87 degrees in my house right now. And... Yes, it's dry. You would be correct in saying that. But by golly, it still feels like it's 80 fucking nine degrees in my house. So a couple so, things to that. You flooded your house. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I'll quickly discuss it. I had a sink uh, overfill, ran for about 25, 30 minutes, uh-huh. and flooded behind the baseboards. And yeah, found the lowest point in the house to exit. And that happened to be by my bedroom wall. Yeah. Which is a good... It's probably like 15, 20 feet. No, Brian, it's a good... I'd, I'd give it a... Well, this porch is 40 feet. So, so it's probably it's probably a good 80 to 100 feet um, of wall that's... Get the fuck out. out of here. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, so re- the, the, the point being that you flooded half of your home. Well, one side wall, half of the home, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it went from your garage to your bathroom. Brian? Yeah. We're just... The house got flooded. Okay. I called <laughs> ServePro because they're very good at advertising. <laughs> Additionally, if you go look at reviews, this is one of the easiest ways to get just fucked um, on payment for a job well done. Because apparently buying these dehumidifiers and fans, not a big deal. Um, even though each like each dehumidifier is like sixteen hundred bucks, each fan's about six hundred bucks. Um it's actually knowing what to do that matters. And a lot of these companies will just put the shit out for three days and be like, Oh, you're good. <laughs> and charge you. Okay. Maybe you say $500 versus serve pro. Okay. It's totally worth it. <clears throat> so the long and short of it is you have a bunch of fans running in your house right now. And why is it yeah. so hot in your house? Because of the dehumidification. So what they do is they try to dry the air out and you heat the air up by doing that. Oh, that sounds miserable as shit. I'm like, oh, now I understand. Yeah. And then if you run your air conditioner, you risk burning that out because it'll be running the whole day. So Jesus, we run it in very oh, short spurts just to moist. get. Uh, no, so it's it's not just that. It's like it's an air conditioner is meant to work in periods and then decompress and then do it again. And then so if you just cycle it on for 36 hours, it's really right. bad for the motor and for everything in there. Uh, speaking of, and it's a little off topic. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. But while Frank mutes his mic while the fucking train is coming through, uh, did y'all see the article that was uh, telling people their optimum temperature they should be setting their air conditioners at during the day? It was... It was 85 degrees, 83 at night, and 76 or something when in the morning. Yeah. That's infuriating. I if I fucking walked into a house that was set had a temperature set at eighty five degrees, I would go on a fucking punching spree. I don't care how old, it would just be Punch City USA right here in this house. The Hulkster would come out in full force. I can't fucking deal with it. Like I would rather there not be an air conditioner on at all. But to know that someone has a working air conditioning unit and they willingly set it to eighty five degrees in the fucking summertime can eat dicks. <laughs> Eat. I don't. I don't disagree with you, Brian. Um, currently living that nightmare, I cannot imagine being seventy years old, sitting in a house that's eighty-seven degrees, yep. and being like, "Oh, yeah, environmentally recommended, I guess." Yeah, because the article was written in like published in Florida, so you know, average average oh, uh, patient in Florida is like one hundred and fifteen degrees or one hundred fifteen yeah. years old. Yeah, I can't fucking. I can't imagine that shit. I saw that, and I thought of us being uh, eco-conscious, what with uh, transitioning all of our light bulbs uh, to LEDs here at uh, Nobre Left Behind Headquarters, Dallas. Um, yeah. You know, like, oh, I was thinking, oh, how... I how? Like I've earned at least 10 degrees a day of air conditioning, you know? like Oh, yeah, shit. I mean, I'm, I'm running LEDs. I can run at 75. Now, if you're running incandescence, driving a diesel truck, fucking burning out tires every day, Rolling coal, if you will. Whatever. Rolling coal. Uh, you should probably have your house at about 95 degrees. To offset your uh, carbon. Really. Your carbon dick yeah, print. Exactly. <laughs> that mushroom print you're putting on this <laughs> planet. 
<laughs> tiny mushroom print. Just a little speck. The little the little uh, sweat stain that you leave behind your ball sack on the chair yeah. when you get up. That's good. Yep. Holy shit. Uh Villem, you don't have any of that. You're not you're not living that uh that swamp life that Frank's living, are you? Uh no, I am not, thankfully. Smart. Uh, obviously, I'm glad one of the brothers uh smart. What are you drinking? You no. Know, you wait. In your in your 70 years of life, if you never accidentally overflow a sink, oh. If I ever accidentally overflow a toilet and don't and fucking catch it in time. What are you talking about? I'm uh, I'm just telling you. You wait <laughs> one until one of my like worst nightmares is overflowing something in a house like that. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I can, I I feel for you. Yeah, I'm just telling you, don't uh, don't push your luck. It it uh, definitely. I feel one, like Frank's gonna come one, fucking clog a toilet in my house when he comes to visit next no, time. Just leave no, no. First off, you know it'd be a sharpie. Yeah. And second, <laughs> um, so Frank's part no of wet bandits over here. I've I've uh, I thought okay, I've got it all cleaned up, whatnot, and then I took a stroll outside. And I saw water coming from the weep holes in the foundation. And I was like, fuck. And I opened the garage door and there was a little trail of water into the garage. And I was like, fuck, fuck. Um, oh, so no. I knew and I knew there was more water because I had only sucked huh? the, the area from the bathroom uh, <laughs> sorry, from the sink <laughs> to the first cabinet before you get to my oven. There's a channel back there, yeah. and I had used my wet vac to suck up any more water coming down that channel, and it was a good like gallon and a half to two gallons. Eesh. So I knew there was more water that had rolled in here, but I uh, was not sure of exactly how much. So hey. today when they came and did the moisture test, they were like, yeah, it also is on this wall and that wall, so... Yeah, whatever. You only live once. YOLO. <laughs> yeah. At least you're so, repairing it and not just like, you know, eh, fuck it. Somebody else's problem. Yeah. So Brian. Yes. When when you're uh let's 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 live in a fantasy future before we get to beer counts. Okay. And uh your house is eighty five degrees at night. Uh-huh. Um do you think your daughter would go to bed? And I mean I'm thinking about the kids here too. Uh. <laughs> No, she doesn't go to bed when the fucking temperature is 71. So I'm guessing 85. She's not going to bed anytime soon. Jesus. Do you ever give her uh, a ticket for resisting arrest? It's bad on multiple levels. <laughs> Why did Philip turn his fucking he camera off? Be, because he Wait, can't. Why, why are you laughing? Don't. Oh, he's God. don't no 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 oh, don't God. do it again. Do what? I'm not. Just just listen back. I'm not. Re- I'm oh. not letting him fucking set step back up to the plate and take another hack at that fucking dad joke. We're not doing that. Oh God. I don't. No, I don't need a hack at it. Fucking that was a two run home run out of fucking Boston went yak over the Green Monster. It's one of the easiest places to hit a home run. Right, it's not notoriously over the green so. Notoriously so. Yeah, it was difficult. Notoriously, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's difficult yeah, when they were pitching. I, I think Brian. Years. Brian's just mad because he's got shit underneath his shoe now. So he stepped right in that one. 
Right, now, Great now, setup. You would be on, calling your, setup. ten out of ten. You would be ten calling your 10. own joke shit at that point. So yes, I did step in shit. Anyway, so I am drinking tonight. Nah, I mean, come on, let's be real here. It's a dad joke. Brian drinking. I am drinking Marshall's Oktoberfest Meritzen Lager. Mm. Oktoberfest, if you will. No, it is. Uh, it was brewed on the second of August, so it's super super fresh. Oh, and it is really fucking good. Mm. How'd you get your hand? Oh, you were up in Oklahoma last I weekend. Was in Oklahoma last weekend, yes, sir. Enjoying Got my it. time up there. It was a blasty blast. Nothing happened. Everything's fine. Nothing to see here. Anyway, yeah. I did get a lot Just of an update. An update: the wife walked back from the shower in the back towards the front bedroom and still looks vehemently pissed off. So, well, it's she had to nothing take a has changed. Fucking a, a, a cold ass shower, so she didn't have to overheat in your house. Now there's where you're wrong. She'll oh. never get in a cold shower. <laughs> Well, okay. Me, <laughs> me, on the other hand, I'm probably so. Right. Uh, absolutely. She's I, no. I'm definitely taking a cold shower and then just hopping straight to the bed. There's I will no say uh, a little tip from living with uh, living in a house with no air conditioner in Oklahoma in the middle of the summer and visiting that said house over and over again. A warm shower with no AC on, like once you get out, not that bad of a deal. It mm. actually is kind of nice. Because your body's used to the, your skin's used to the hot temperature, and then you get out, and it doesn't seem that hot. I guess. Yeah. Man, you just got to stand in front of a fan for a while, and that helps. Yeah, but then you're just an air conditioner at that point. Yeah, yeah. an air conditioner, which doesn't exist in the house that you're staying. You see the fucking connections here. Oh, I get that, but I mean, a cold shower would do that just as well. Yeah. Like the, fan, the fan part's important here, Brian. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not knocking your idea. I'm oh, just yeah, saying. the fan part is important. I will say, yeah, I, I guess I downplayed <laughs> the importance of the fan. If you just got out of a hot spring and sat right in the fucking desert, you'd yeah. be like, shit, bad idea. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I think it got hotter. I think yeah. my internal body temperature is now higher. Yeah, I'm melting. Yeah, all right. I see your point. Uh, <laughs> I might have made a mistake in not expel- you know, exposing exactly my intentions. Villain, Strategy includes fan. Doesn't matter. Villain, what are you drinking this evening? I'm drinking a lovely oh. rosé, which I'm prepared to follow <laughs> with a lovely Tulsa flag ale from Dead Armadillo. What? Uh, I'm sorry, you're, the connection kind of broke up for a second. What kind of rosé are you drinking? Just a, ro- I don't know. Oh, just nondescript. A, an actual rosé. I do know, but I just I didn't pay attention. So no, okay. I don't Prom- go downstairs and go look at what I'm. Did you have to slap the bag when you poured that? glass no it's not it's not boxed or bagged okay just making sure just making sure frank what are you sipping on this evening what i uh i just cracked open a real ale real heavy scratch ale it's a good one scotch but yes yeah it's good i you know i don't like that this is a bomber beer why i it's so good sell me a four pack sell me a six pack i don't know i just it's one of those, like, you know how Devil's Backbone started in the Bombers and then went to six-packs? I never had it in a Bomber. I was lucky oh. enough to get it in a six-pack and enjoy it Yeah, down it here so it much. started as Bombers and HEB because they couldn't supply six-packs. Um, they they sell that beer and the, uh, shit, the Russian Imperial Stout that I had last weekend. I don't know. I might have had one too many beers last weekend in the last cast, or I guess two casts ago. Um whatever their Russian Imperial stout is the commissar really fucking yes. good. Um, they put that one in the scotch ale 
in uh, their variety six packs over the winter. I mean, that's great, but sell me a six pack of just that. Mm, I think you're wanting too much. Your demand no, is it's too just, high. Scotch ale is great. I don't know. It's one of the. If you're gonna give me a heavy stout or a scotch ale, I'll, I'll drink the scotch ale. Uh, well, since you know we can't do uh, Founders Dirty Bastard anymore, um, I think it's time to bring Old Chubb back from Oscar Blues and make that yeah. fucking thing because I really you enjoy that beer. You can still buy buy that at the brewery. What? Old Chubb. Well, you can buy it anywhere. I mean, it's it's available nationwide. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like you guys don't have it anymore. Yeah, I know. I meant on this podcast because I know oh. if, uh, Parker really likes his dirty his bastard, dirty bastard, and we gave him too much shit for it. And he found, man, but he, I mean, he literally had to go on a detox. He did, and he's like, I think, filled that void metaphorically and physically with uh, Coop F five. I'm sorry, Co op F five. <laughs> yes, please get it right. Yeah, and I'm additionally. Sorry. He he buys that shit at Walmart. That's crazy. It's yeah. crazy that that beer is in Walmart. That's awesome. Coop, yeah, yeah dude, they're huge. No, I know they're huge, but even here, our Walmart marts, you can go to Walmart in downtown Austin, and they won't stock craft beer because it's very rare that the clientele going to Walmart is drinking craft beer. I mean, <sighs> my Walmart. Hey, Walmart. My Walmart's got a good, uh, nice little selection of stuff, <laughs> but that's because. It's also servicing like twenty square miles, so it's got to cover a yeah, that's fair. A large that's type fair. of society. <laughs> I guess here H E B just out out competes them yeah. for that shopper. So it's like they don't have to do it. They don't, they don't even try, man. Like <laughs> I think the craftiest craft they've got is something from Blue Moon. Oh, huh? Blue Moon or Carbock? Yeah, they they stock Carbock, but just because they're part of a national distributor, right? And then they've got. Um, Sam Adams, obviously. Um, and then the other day I actually saw, and this was one trip two months ago down the Walmart beer aisle, but they had, uh, I was surprised by uh, uh, Dogfish Head. They oh, had yeah. a couple a couple Dogfish Head, but that was it. The rest of it was all like stacks of Natty, stacks of Coors, Keystone more Coors. I, Texas must sell some of the most Coors in the country. Uh, banquet or Light. Light. A lot of Troys out there. A lot of Troy Troy boys. Now, I mean, Coors is... shit. Now, Coors is one of those, like, easy-drinking beers. They're new... By the way, if you haven't seen their Made to Chill commercials, they're actually kind of legit. Are they funny? No, they're, like... One of them is the... So, like, the slogan is uh, beer to... uh, Beer made... uh, Coors Light made to chill. And uh, one of the commercials is a guy playing golf one-handed. And you can't figure out why he's playing with one hand, but it's because he's holding the Coors Light in the <laughs> other hand. And it's called the official beer of drink of playing golf just to drink beer. And uh, <laughs> there's another one where this this lady gets home, like she's obviously coming home in her apartment, and she's like got like office, you know, office wear on, and she like kicks off her shoes, opens up the fridge, and like moves some white wine out of the way and grabs a Coors Light, sits down, and takes off her bra. Like through her shirt, does the old bra off under uh, like through the arm of the shirt, and throws it over on a right. like a little stand, and it's like the official beer of drinking without a bra or whatever it is. I, it, but it's like <laughs> shit like that that people haven't. I don't know. When I saw the commercial, it was like mm, it's a little risque for uh, some old 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 boy, you know, good old boy beer club people. But, right. 
but it was aimed at a target audience and it fucking hit because people are goddamn loving that commercial. So awesome. I, I, I like Coors Light. Uh, I like, I prefer Miller Light, but you know, Coors Light gets the job done. It's fucking nice. Yeah, it's tasty. And when it's hot out. Oh, yeah. You know, there are a few beers that you can just Crush. go out to the pool with that <laughs> don't make you feel parched. Yeah. And that's the other thing. Like, I love, as much as I love hams, like, if I go out and I couldn't, I don't think I can drink fucking 10 hams out at the pool. <laughs> it would, it would um, be a, a bad time for me. <laughs> But yep. I can easily crush 10 or 12 Coors Lights. You know, and Brian, that brings us directly to the conversation we had following into this cast. These people that take the claws out to the pool, uh-huh. isn't each one of those like 10 or 11%? No, dude. No, dude those 5%. white claws are 5, 5% alcohol. Oh, but why do they qualify as malt liquor? It's no, it's not, no, it's not, it's <laughs> not, no, it, you have to remember there's a difference between malt liquor and malt beverage. A flavored malt beverage is something like, uh, Smirnoff ice. ice, Mike's hard lemonade, white claw being, being <laughs> that it is made from malt, but it is not, it does, it does like, it doesn't qualify as a beer by most okay. state laws. Um, uh, oddly, funny enough, white claw <laughs> for anybody who's wondering like, why the fuck is white claw so goddamn popular? Uh, I don't know. Really can't tell you other than the internet and goddamn teens. Yeah, honestly, is not good. Uh, but White Claw. Did anybody know who makes White Claw? No. Four Loco. Nope. Uh, it'd be Mark Anthony Brands. Uh, the same people who make uh Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> oh, is it owned by Mark Anthony the singer? <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but it's funny that <laughs> maybe I'll be starting drink White Claw then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's funny that you, you know, that everybody kind of brings up Four Loco as like a joke, but Four Loco announced like last week, I think, and yeah. no one knows if it's a joke or not that they're making the world's hardest seltzer at fourteen percent alcohol. God, God, uh, that's it's supposed to be a, terrible. It's supposed to be a sour seltzer, which sounds mm, who would want to work? I just like why would you want to work for that company? You know what I mean? It's like you're, you're, I know people who do, and it is a weird, weird. It's it's an odd grouping of people. I can imagine. It, but it's not the people you would think. That's the wildest part of it. <laughs> you would think it's just a bunch of like bleach blonde haired dudes with like backward snapback caps and shit. Yes, yes. And that is not who works for Four Loco. Okay. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Damn. Uh. Anyway. So yeah, that's uh our hard seltzer news. I guess. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Thank P- you. PBR is trying to get in the game, and Natural Light announced last week that they're also doing a seltzer for the end of summer. Yeah, I saw their. They're, they did it on Instagram. Their, I will say, their Catalina Lime Spritzer is pretty fucking funny. Yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> As well played. I hate to admit it, but well fucking played. Well, they've got the other one too, right? It's like Biatch, something Biatch. Yeah, it's not as good. I mean, it's, I but like I mean, Catalina talking. Wine Spritzer is like a cultural reference. It's <laughs> yeah. Well, they're both actually they reference both of those from the same movie. Really? Stepdads, yeah. Step brothers. Step Yeah, no, Sorry. stepdads. The new movie. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a Catalina wine spritzer. Yeah. And, and then give me a second. Ungrateful Biatch hotline. That's no, that's a no. one. It's a different reference. That's an office reference. That is a good one too. Oh yeah. I'll find the other one. Give me a bit. Just oh, go to natural that. lights. Uh, Instagram page. It'll be up there from last week. That's 
Uh, that's where I'm trying to find it. Anyway, uh, so speaking of last week, I don't know that anyone was actually speaking of last week, but I am. Um, <laughs> You're always speaking of last I'm week. I'm always bringing up last week. That's what I'm known for. Uh, remember last week when we were talking about uh, Slipknot and how you know we were like, oh, I was like, oh, the lead singer blew out his testicle and shit. Mm-hmm. Aloha, Be- Aloha Beaches. Is- Aloha Beaches, yeah. Um, what? That's the natural light seltzer, Aloha Beaches. Catalina Lime Mixer, not whatever. Not yeah, so, but you get We all know what they're talking. Yeah, we know about. what's happening. Um, it wasn't ungrateful biatch. Unfortunately, it should have. Anyway, so back to Slipknot. Yeah, thanks, uh, Brian. You're right. <laughs> last night, <laughs> last week, we were talking about it, and and I was like, yeah, it's fucking sick. It's gonna be awesome shit. Uh, the night that we recorded the podcast, a man died at a Slipknot concert. <laughs> Whoa, what the fuck? A, ah, I mean, get, that had to be a heart get, attack or something. Get this. The, <laughs> They're getting up there now. The 65-year-old <laughs> man <laughs> w- died outside of a mosh pit at the Slipknot concert. A How old? 65-year-old man. What in the fuck, dude? Hey, let's see. I mean, it was about 15 when Slipknot was That was, was the something. cool dad. That was the cool dad. The, it used to be. Uh, I mean, I get, wow, right. Jesus, I guess. Heck of a story, though. What do you do? Just play Slipknot at his funeral the whole time? I guess. No, they played played Stone Sour, you know, the the ballad band that (laughs) that Slipknot put out for a while. There's Iron and Wine. Looking at you through the glass. Don't know how much time has passed. Oh, no one feels like forever. No one tells you that forever feels like home. I wish Dad hadn't died in a Slipknot in my spirit. His wife, his wife had a real problem with a Slipknot addiction, so she got like fucking Justin Timberlake music playing or something. Like uh, this is what happens when you listen to the rock and roll. <laughs> oh goddamn! So yeah, Slipknot's been in the news a couple times in the last week or so, and uh, yeah, so I thought I'd share that update with y'all. That was fun shit. Y'all have anybody? Well, I mean, that's unfortunate though. That sucks for that guy. Oh yeah. Did yeah. we already talk about what Frank's drinking? Yeah, he's drinking real heavy by real ale. Gia, that scotch ale, or as he called it, a scratch ale at first. Don't know if he meant to. He was being funny, but he did call it a scratch ale, which I did. Now that I, now that I've heard that and I've uh, I've digested it, I think I'm going to refer to all scotch ales as scratch ales from now on. <laughs> that shall be uh, known forever. Thank you, Brian. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you. You can steal that joke. Uh, don't even have to credit me with it. It's a real low-hanging low fruit. See, again, this is the part of the show where I don't know if I can respond or if else I'm going to walk into a landfield of fucking dad jokes again. I don't know. No, not like, yet. You, I'm going to credit you for it, you Spielberg. <laughs> what is a landfield? Landmine field. Yeah, exactly. He dad Damn joked it. himself. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it. I meant a <laughs> landmine field or minefield. God damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Got your Brian. ass, Brian. Fuck, Brian. What? Got that ass. So, okay. God. I'd like to. I'd like to ask a question here because I think it's it's culturally like relevant, right? Oh, When's Shout the last it. time anybody's bought an album off of iTunes or like downloaded an album oh, that you paid for, like full price? Ooh. not Spotify. Uh, ages, ages, yeah. and ages. It's been a legit amount of time. And I think it was probably like yeah, a comedy I, album I that I could how, only get. Sorry, it's, go ahead. it has to. It has to be like a decade at this point for me. 
Because Apple, Apple's on the verge of like killing iTunes. Yeah. They don't want to pay the royalties anymore. Wow. Go ahead. More power to them. I fucking, I'm not, I'm never going to miss it. I think the last thing I bought, honestly, was on Google Play on the, like, the music store that they had. Yeah. Because I had some money, like, uh, some, like, rewards money or something like that. And I bought an album there. But it was only, like, I don't know, $4.99 or something like that. And it was yeah. probably like eight years ago or so. <laughs> yeah, it's a long fucking time ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, you I, have the most I, random shit from like when <laughs> video iPod was still dope, you know? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have the entire Avatar movie or something. Frank, from... how many episodes of The Office do we have between the two of us? <laughs> I, yeah, but that was illegally downloaded. No, no. You remember we had to, because for a while that was the case, but then we had to go through and actually buy them every time after they did that one iTunes update that fucked up my tunes. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But, but so I, I used to, I think the last one that I truly bought, I mean, I don't have very many of them that I bought, but I the, the U2 um, iPod that I had, that somehow just got lost somewhere. Um, that son of a gun had a U2 album on it that you paid for. That was sort of like your price difference. Then I had a... Was that the one that got album. downloaded on everyone's phone? <laughs> was that no, no. That's the other one. That's <laughs> the H, the, the Harmon Kardon, whatever uh, phone. Yeah. Um. So that one came with an album. Most of the albums that I've bought over the last decade have been things that have, yeah, they've come with the device that I've purchased. So, and then there was a uh, 50 cent song featuring uh, Nickelback. It only cost 45 cents though. So, Okay, so now we have Frank's entire iTunes purchase history. Frank, was that a goddamn a long setup to a 50-cent Nickelback collaboration joke? Did yeah, you even... He's Christ. not even... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, you motherfucker. I'm so angry at you. You didn't even... That whole, it was all a setup. I actually had thoughts on some of the stuff. Like no, iTunes it's... just auto-playing in the car. Like, sometimes for no reason. I don't get that. Yeah, because I don't use Apple Music at all. So, wait, but you have an iPhone, right? Yeah, so it'll just, like, open it when it connects to Bluetooth and start playing oh, music. And I'm like, okay, that's awfully presumptuous. You know, exactly. Music. Spotify or, does that too sometimes if you don't turn that feature off. Ugh, hate it. I have that happen to me with podcasts a lot. Uh, BBC Radio, that's what I listen to at night, does that as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's very annoying that they just they think as soon as you get into the car, if you're connected to Bluetooth, please start playing. Right. Uh, no, no thanks. Especially uh, I even, the phone just even, keeps its Bluetooth on. So, like, yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but sometimes I like, I stop the audio inside the house, do whatever it is that I'm getting ready, and then go to the car, and it'll re like it'll just start playing. It's not like it's not like I've been listening to it, waited for it to switch over, and then play. 
Speaking of uh, podcasts, did you guys know we're on Spotify? I did not, Villem. Tell the people <laughs> about that. Are uh, we on Spotify? Can you find No Beer Left Behind on Spotify? How do you do that? You search for No Beer Left Behind. Hey, your local Spotify. Your account. local That's... Spotify. <laughs> Good dad joke. No, I I don't have the no no da- no joke. It was that I don't was, know. I don't know what I need <laughs> to be, <laughs> but I don't have it. I think you have too many IQ points or too I don't too know. few. I think too no 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 no. Even no. like after the delivery, it'll take me like no. thirty seconds to be like okay. No, you revel in those thirty seconds and appreciate <laughs> the fact that you didn't keep up with what he was saying because we're all dumber for having heard that. <laughs> The old Billy Madison joke. Uh, so, gents, did uh, I know it's that time of year, and I know Frank. I know we've talked about it already a little bit, um, but football season's coming up, and mm. we know that Villem and Brian share similar ideas in that. Uh, fuck the NFL, right? Yes. Um, did y'all see who the uh, newest like cultural ambassador for the NFL is? Yes. What are your thoughts on Jay-Z? Yeah, what are your th- what are y'all's thoughts on Jay Z, and uh, what his thoughts are on how to make the NFL? Um, I don't know what possessed him to do such a thing. I have an I'm idea. That's fucking money. Yeah, money. exactly. The same thing has possessed him to do a lot of the shit that he's done in the last. I don't he's know, a billionaire forever. Like, yeah, but you know, but Beyonce gets a pass. Like no, I think she it's doesn't. funny. It's, I don't think she, Beyonce is fucking good she, at all. She gets cultural pass she does for wait i mean listen no hold on on. what do you like hold on where are you going with this i'm saying i'm saying no like their contribution to culture has given them a pass in a lot of people's eyes i don't think it's right but it's like okay you can appreciate the music whatever but don't make them into something bigger than they are okay right they're they're doing it for money uh, <laughs> like okay, that's but who they are. That's... They're people who exploit their own personalities and talents for money. Okay, so I will and give you that pass for cultural crusades. I will give you that pass for their like altruistic uh, endeavors or you know whatever, whatever, uh, uh, whatever. But when you're hired on as a uh, cultural advisor or whatever the fuck Jay Z's actual role is with the NFL, like there's a there's that like I don't know to me there's an underlying essence of selling out throughout Jay-Z's entire career. And by selling out, I mean like literally putting what uh, he claims to stand for versus what he actually stands for. Uh, like it, it's, he only does what he gets paid for. Like yeah. it's almost like the evidence of the moment that he forgot where he came from. Basically. Yeah. And like, again, this is coming from three fucking white guys. Yeah. No, but why, why are people just, surprised? It just, I just feel like a lot of his identity was stolen with that move. But why? Why is this the thing that did it? It's I don't not. get it. It's and not just that. Everybody, everybody what said, hey, what else has he done that's been this like... He hasn't shitty. spoken up on any police murders whatsoever. He's done nothing. He was... Like, him and Beyonce were two of the biggest superstars in music on earth in anything when black lives matter happened when all this shit went down they lend their voice and their support to none of it so that's who's surprised no i like, okay that's a really good point 
and I understand that. And but again, like doing nothing doesn't like command attentions the way that doing something that, but in the wrong for the sure. wrong person does. No, so now he's doing something, and it's obviously for money, and people are surprised. But I'm I'm just saying, not at all surprised. I appreciate them for their music, but outside of that, it's they hold a similar position to Kanye in my mind. It's like. Right. Okay. That's exactly what I said to Mrs. You're Brian. Kind of fucking crazy. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to Mrs. Brian tonight, which I was like, I feel like motherfucker like I've never liked Jay-Z. I said it. I've never fucking liked Jay-Z. Uh, I like I like his music. His but music's that's great. fine. That's that's cool. That's you. I never liked Jay-Z. I never really got his music, never really spoke to me. It seemed like a it seemed like a, a hype all like from the moment like it started and by hype i mean like he was doing it for something else that wasn't for him he was doing it for money doing it for a record label doing it for something else um which is fine whatever people do that that's their own thing not for me but But the migos yeah migos they're all about them takis and shit whatever else they're shilling um (laughs) at least i like their music i don't give a fuck but I, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I just find it funny. <laughs> it is. It's. But it's one of those things. Like everyone is screaming about how awesome Jay Z is and how how great how Bay Beyonce is. I fucking don't like Beyonce either. Um, Mrs. Brian fell off the Beyonce bandwagon about like I think six or seven years ago. She was just like done. Not nothing is relevant to me anymore. She's doing some weird shit and everybody's screaming about nothing. Like it's literally much to do about nothing with Beyonce and Jay Z for that matter, but what I find like odd is all these people who are for the for the lack of a better term woke, and those people are now going like, "What the fuck is Jay Z doing?" And I'm like, "And I'm with you, Frank. Like, where the fuck have you been in the last two decades (laughs) that you haven't seen this Jay Z fucking pattern happening?" Uh, But it's not like I also don't think. There's nothing wrong with it. The man does not have to do something that that's, he, that's not. I mean, that's that point. Uh, no, I, I'm not. I'm not standing up for him. I'm saying if the if he doesn't want to do, I'm not saying you're standing up for him. I'm just saying that that point in and of itself is debatable. Whether he is just simply because of the fame and recognition that he's gained, he might it might be his obligation to speak off daddy. They're not Where's, doing. Yeah, they're not doing shit. They're right. I'm saying. I feel like they're not doing shit, but they're not contributing to the fucking problem by telling people to get over, get past the bent knee, and fucking move on. I don't like. I don't think you can say that. I mean, we we well, don't know I just where did. the investments are going. No, no, no. Hold on. That's these are private investors. It's listen. If 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 someone is worth somewhere north of a thousand times you and I are worth. You should automatically discredit we do, their opinion, period. Do you what like, now? You should discredit their opinion. They live in an alternate reality. It's not something that you can relate to. Therefore, it is hard to hold someone accountable at that level. So I understand. What, okay, so time out. Time in a, out. In a, hold on. I understand in a, in, a, in, a, in a balanced society that we can say X, Y, and Z should be something that these people should be doing. Right, but, I get that. So, in that same accord of what you just said, someone who's a, got a thousand times more wealth than you or I do, how do we dis? You you have to discredit their opinions. How do we elect politicians today? No, it's about money. I don't disagree. So, no, I mean, so then when we like pledge allegiance to our uh, to our uh, our uh, candidate, like how is like what is no, that? But who does that? 
No, no. What what I'm saying is when you're go when you put the stickers on your car when you go out and fucking uh, and sure, and talk sure. about your candidates and whatnot. That's what I'm talking about. Like, how sure. do you how do you set those two things apart? Because what you just described is what we found what we find ourselves in in every single like election cycle. Yeah, I mean it's it's a little and that's bit. Not it doesn't matter whether you raised your money for your campaign grassroots style or not. Like, no, I think it does. No, no, no. Hear me out because that person still has. For the most part, most politicians have a wealth that is way beyond whatever the fuck I will ever see. Yeah, so to, to, to a lot of extent, that's true because you've got to be able to afford campaigning for damn near eighteen months without a paycheck. So, and, and some people who've been campaigning for yeah. eighteen months for the last forty years. I get, I get it, I get it. So, yes, what you're saying is not untrue, but what what you're saying is also skewed based on the fact that you're saying, "Oh, does the grassroots matter?" I think it does. Well, okay, I, but I that's that's showing, that's that's for the I, campaign. Yes. Sure, but I think showing out that a grassroots funded candidate can move um move a cycle, i.e. Elizabeth Warren, i.e. anybody but Joe Biden essentially. Right. Um it moves the needle. Now, is it going to move it in one cycle? Hell no. Um is it going to take decades to reverse what the St- Supreme Court did in like fucking 3 weeks? Absolutely. But if you're not willing to fight the fight, then what the fuck are we living for? Not talking about fighting the fight. They're now I'm... stacking the federal courts with their but I, judges. So not no, to move, yeah, this fight is just about to get harder. Not, it's to, not not to move further away from the point that we are. That's not that was not the point of this of asking oh, that. Sorry, okay. But the point of asking that was you saying like you discredit someone's opinion who has an abs like an astronomical wealth beyond the average person. Okay. Like how. How do you say I guess that? You're or, asking how do you how do you shake that out? Yeah, how do you shake that out when it comes to people like either Jay Z yeah. speaking out about something or uh, whoever the fuck the MLB has shilling for their like, hey, uh, we're all good. We test for things and uh, yeah. like we don't have a abuse a substance abuse problems in our in our ranks. Uh, like how do you how do you shake so that at, out? At most, what you can do is understand which opinions they've held on the record and support them based on those opinions. If they flip from those opinions, then fine. Um, I feel as though Jay-Z, Russell Simmons, a lot of these, and it's not actually like th- th- this happened to Mark Anthony and, and gay marriage as well. So this is something that is very prominent among celebrity. Um, it's not just <laughs> Jay-Z and Beyonce, but um, it, 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 it you you sort of... You hold them accountable for something they said publicly. You don't assume shit based on who you think they are as a person. Because this hype beast culture that we've created in this country, where it's like, oh, Kanye's this fucking amazing person. He get, he got to put out an album that was named Yeezus. In today's world, that would be vehemently just disagreed with, right? Title-wise, whatever, like you're naming yourself a version of God ridiculous back then it was like oh but he is he's oh, but our president today actually called exactly that, so yeah so and that that drew outrage that drew outrage so i think i think it's 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 funny because celebrity to us means some all-encompassing good and it's not it's just another person who has flaws and okay, i think the they public commit to something you can't just make up something that they're committed to that's i think we have to uh remember that their entire wealth and fame is built on selling their brand their products and so like yeah yeah, like if they feel like 
something but, speaking out on with, with or against something's going to hurt their brand, then they're probably just going to shut the fuck up. But but their brand is not them. So I think I think the, the, the thing that people forget is like, OK, you 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 learn that. Let's, for instance, say um, what's his face? Steve Jobs is a shitty person with shitty fucking beliefs. He had shitty political support. He was a libertarian. Like he was a complete trash human being. Now, um, he was wealthy. He made some good products and people were like, oh, okay, we're going to build our entire perception of Steve Jobs around this next level innovator, amazing person, whatever. Anybody who's ever worked for him said worst fucking boss I've ever had, worst fucking human I've been around. And yet the public perception is still he was such a great person. That's like a... um controversial opinion to have about him is like that he was shit it's like oh it's up you know it's but it's, it's, it's for interpretation and it's like, watch no, an interview fucking his founder co-founder yes. like, thinks that he was a shitty person go watch any interview that man's ever got a given and yeah, just you see can just how tell. It is. You can just so tell. so if if you're looking at that and you think oh okay this is an, an amazing person um or you think it's controversial to think that he was shit then i don't i can't help you but you're holding people like we're holding people to account for opinions that they've not publicly stated. And then when they stated publicly, we're surprised. Oh yeah. God, he went against the culture. He did this, this, he's never said shit. How do you know where he stood on this? Now he's told you, now you know where he's at. Okay, fine. Let's move on. He's not on the train, whatever. Move on. It's not this, this shit doesn't change by keeping people in some corner and saying, Go sit down. Don't have an opinion. Whatever. Actually, out yourself, so we know who's on the train, and then let's keep going with who's on the train. I think that would make it. Uh, that would make sense if we were actually doing that and holding people accountable for what they're saying. But yeah, we're but not. We don't. That's the problem. We're not. We're we're allowing it's people to come out and say that that they're fine. They're they're fine people on both sides of a Nazi fucking conversation, and then letting everyone just go. Yeah, well, that that's what he said. You said it. You said it. We could do. You said it. Stuff, but nothing happens. Yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, that's what should, what should the accountability be? For words, money, dude, money talks. Well, yeah, it's like if when Chick Fil A is homophobic, you stop eating a Chick Fil A, and who gives a shit okay, sure, how good sure. the fucking sandwiches are? Seriously, though, like we joke say- about it and stuff, but it's the truth. It's the only thing that changes anything. So I, I, I get, I get. Okay, so yes, this is the, part where the power of the consumer. But I'm saying, amongst people who have. Very little money in influence, right? So let's say your family, right, holds these opinions. I think I, I don't think these are people you go, oh, the train, the train's passing, peace, bitch. You know, like we're not. What do you mean? So, so your 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 family are still people that hold your opinion to a certain respect in many parts. I'm not saying everybody's family is like this, but um, I feel like it, it takes it takes quite a bit to just disassociate from someone you disagree with no, on a familial relationship basis. No, right? it's, it's, it's surprisingly easy to do. Okay. So especially when, if it, if it's something that's close to you and you actually care about it versus like talking about it and, and think it's interesting, but don't want to change the way you, uh, the way you interact with it. It's not that hard to do. Yeah. So here's here's a question though. Um, if if that is the approach, where does that approach lead? 
the approach leads to me having a much healthier life without having to deal like without having to step around uh, a family member's ideology uh, when you've expressed yours and how yours and theirs differ in such a great manner that if they can't get over it and they either continue to make uh, like just outright objections to the way you live and think that uh, you will have nothing to fucking do with them. That part's really fucking easy. Uh, hold on, hold on. Okay, you're taking this to a bit of an extreme. But it's uh, the it's the part that I'm, we... I, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm not... Sorry. Hold on one <laughs> Oh, that was the greatest comment ever made on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah. I really... It's uh, Willem. Do you know where I'm coming from on this? Yeah, absolutely. I think. Um, I mean, do you know where I'm personally coming from on this? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, but, uh, no, we're, we were talking though. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. No. I, I, I have one quick point. So go ahead. I was trying to fill I, it here. I, I think the 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 level of disagreement that you had, you treated it right. 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 So having a racist family member. Telling them, listen, don't do that shit. Don't hold those opinions in front of me. I, I like, I don't agree with you. And then them coming back, doubling down on the effort. Yeah, um, that's a very different. Not everybody experiences that. Okay, I think, I think what what I'm more getting at, right? So, okay, if you are if you have vehement racists in your family, yes, draw lines, absolutely. What I'm saying is, is uh, if you if you have family members that you have disagreements with ideologically right that are not should people be in cages should x y and z be um lesser humans in, sh- in society whatever whatever right um, but it's rarely that explicit though no what do you mean it's it's rarely that overt a lot of times it's small comments or certain yes, kind of like whatever's you know it's not it's never like oh if you know fuck them racial slur like so and so okay i guess i i would i would count that as being pretty overt yeah that's what i would say over (laughs) i wouldn't i wouldn't i I wouldn't off the cuff like small comments to me you you don't denigrate another person period no of course no i I pay them there those people whatever I, okay, so that is absolutely over it. I guess not off the cuff, small comments, but when you notice something that you know is like, but uh, so I'll, I'll give this example. So I worked, I had a coworker. I had a coworker. Uh, we were walking into a Sprouts, and they had a bunch of watermelons out in front of the Sprouts, and my the coworker said like, "Oh, I didn't know there were a bunch of black people lived out here." And then oh. as soon as that came out of his mouth, his head snapped around to me and goes. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't. I wasn't yeah. be, trying to be disrespectful. I took that as a moment of okay. This is a coaching moment here. Like where where that shit is acceptable, and it's a work environment too. So you can't fucking jump down somebody's throat and call them a goddamn racist because then you're gonna have a forty minute ride back to the office with them in the <laughs> same car. But I took it as a coaching moment of like, okay, he acknowledged that what he said was not fucking right. So let's make sure that he understands why it's not right. Yeah. And and for those of you, like, it's, it's, I I know what y'all are saying and what y'all are trying to get at. And I think y'all are heading down the right path, Frank. I don't, I I just don't think it's black and white, right? Like, I think 
people prove themselves to be bad people and those people sure fucking dump them on the side of the road go on um but i do think there there is breathing room here because as a society we are there to educate each other and we are there to bring each other along and if you recall way back when the me too movement started we essentially discussed the extremes of that movement and where it could lead and it did eventually lead to those extremes now We've kind of come back to center because everybody's like, hey, listen, not everything can be sexist and not everything can be overtly just like male dominant speech. You yeah, know? I was like, say, sometimes this isn't meant as anything offensive. No, but um, it, it also it's funny how you see people's language change because of those conversations. They're much more careful. You use and person. That's, you, and that's perfectly fine. Like, I think that is a positive out of the. But, but. I think people need to understand how these things work, right? It's not society is 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 very much a pendulum. And once one side of an argument grabs the pendulum, they run with it as fast as they can to get it as high off the ground as they can. And eventually it gets too heavy. They lose a bunch of arguments and it comes swinging back so far to the other side. You just you're you're trying to balance it out and you need to be open to 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 convincing the other side because otherwise you just create big, vast canyons between opinions, and then you don't you don't have anything to talk about. Um, I this is where I would channel the Mrs. Brian comment, and I'm sure that the the Mrs. Frank and Mrs. Katie would have similar comments of like, "There's three white guys on this podcast right now talking about what's right and wrong in speech in American I'm society." Not, hold on, wait I, one second. No, listen to me. I'm just saying I want to make sure that that our listeners are aware that we know that there are way more different voices associated with these conversations, and these are literally our voices associated with this conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's also not, this isn't, we grew up in a very, very um, racially charged society. So our, our opinions are not just based on the fact that we have opinions. Right. But based I mean, on the fact that we have literal, you, like, uber racist family members. And the only way that you can, you can start to convince these people that there is another way is by talking to them. It's not by ostracizing them. And not everybody is personally affected by racism, and that's actually your job is to go try to get those people to not see other people as lesser people. Right. Uh, now, if you're personally affected by it, that's very different. I'm not expecting a black guy to go join the KKK to go convince a bunch of white dudes. It's not okay. Well, that's like, not going to get the, that. The end result there is not going to be yeah, desired but on it, anybody. And, yeah. So I'm not. I'm. I guess. Yes, it is. It is just opinions, but. Meaning, I, I was saying, like, welcome anybody to come on and, and talk with us about this. It's not like it is a conversation. It is. We just happen to have mics in front of us. That's just. Yeah. I, uh, I, mean, I, I mean, we all. I, I, I personally don't find it anything wrong with the fact that we're chatting amongst. We just ourselves. happen to have an extremely popular podcast. Extremely popular. Massive and platform. again, like, I don't want to. The the reason for my questioning, Frank, is not to dig at your answers or to discredit your answers or to do anything. It is simply to give a voice to a listener uh, the same way that I did. Like, cause I agree with you. Like we shouldn't fucking give Jay-Z goddamn two cents uh, of our time or two minutes of our time. It doesn't fucking like his opinion matters zero. Um, but what I wanted to get at is the fact that that is a voice that people hear. And that is a voice that some people respect and like addressing how maybe how harmful that could be. 
the the reason for questioning wasn't saying that you're wrong. The reason for saying that we're three white guys talking on a podcast was not to discredit our our uh, opinions on on the matter in any way, but simply to give light to the fact that I understand at least that we fucking do not hold any of the, like all the cards. We don't hold any of the fucking cards, especially when it comes to like a me too issue. Like it is not, not our deck to play. Uh, but at the same time, like we can talk about the way we see other men interacting in the world after, uh, no, but hold on, hold on. The soul, it's not your deck to play. What are you talking about? That's not your pussy didn't get grabbed, Frank. You didn't get a job matter, held over Ryan. your head. It, it doesn't matter how passionate you get about this. I'm not, this, I'm not this bringing passion. conversation. And yes, I 100%. Understand, I understand that females are the impacted group, but it is, it is totally ridiculous to state that it is not our deck of cards to talk about. No, no, no. Didn't say that it was our deck. spread amongst anybody. All right. All right, you're right. I said the wrong thing, Frank. What I should have said was Frank doesn't speak for everybody. Sure. And that's what that's Absolutely. what I, I was trying to be fucking kind when I said that, but we're past that. So Frank doesn't speak for everybody, just like Willem doesn't speak for everybody. Just like I don't speak for everybody. Just well, acknowledging that... that if he speaks for everybody, then you acknowledging opinionated anything. <laughs> don't, don't watch the Democratic debates. Acknowledging acknowledging that there are other fucking opinions out there, Frank, and that you might not be right on everything that comes out of your fucking head, that's what I was getting at. That's sure. simply all I was saying. Anyway, sure. uh, so, but I wanted to roll into this this conversation into, I don't know if you had a chance to read what I wrote to the to our thread last week about Fresh Fest. Did you guys have a chance to read that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, did you guys have you guys heard of Fresh Fest at all first? No, I had not heard about it before you sent that. Okay, so this is the second annual Fresh Fest that happened, I guess, three weeks ago now in Pittsburgh. It's the first uh, Black Beer Fest, and well, Black Beer Fest meaning it's the first beer fest thrown uh, involving like all black-owned craft breweries and black-owned cideries in America. They all gathered in Pittsburgh and they had a big ass, big ass bash. It was like the pictures and everything look awesome. I think ideally sounds fucking dope. Um, the, the thing that brought my, that came to my attention was one of the, one of our beer Instagram followers and one of our listeners, uh, sent a private message to at no beer left cast over on Instagram. Go check it out there. Uh, sent a message over there in saying like, Hey Brian, you should definitely come out to fresh fest next year. Uh, it's a really fun time. And I thought to myself, like it's, I wrote in there, like, I really want to go to something like that. I think it'd be dope as hell. My fear is that I would, by, like, just showing up, like, I, f I feel like I'm out of place. Not out of place, meaning, like, oh, I'm the only white guy here. can't be here. Because I know I'm also not going to be the only white person there. Uh, but at the same time, like, that's not my place to be. It's not my, it's not my thing. Uh, not my thing, meaning, like, they've built, uh, the, the, black the black beer culture has built such a, awesome group of people that came together to celebrate shit. Like, I feel like I don't, they don't need me there to fucking bring it together more. Uh, and my fear is that if like, I, I, I wouldn't want something that they put together like that to become like a goddamn Coachella of beer fests. You know what I mean? But don't you think if they're proud of what they've put together, they would want it to propagate and spread. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like Afropunk. I, yeah. I, I, it 100% get that. Uh, but my fear is that uh, if one pasty white guy shows up, then the next year there's 1,500 pasty white guys showing up and trying to overhype their flock boy shit. And 
like it, it becomes something completely different. Uh, I guess from this conversation, from both of y'all's experiences, y'all have other opinions. Uh, you know, it's, I understand the feeling. I understand the feeling of even just feeling like you don't want to like, uh, co-op. Yeah, how, do, how do I mean, how do you think your black friend feels getting invited to ACL? Is that like but, a white only? I don't know. It's not white <laughs> only, but it's like, it's an event that's, or any event really for that matter, that's big. I, I, yeah, I'm sorry. If I get invited and there are good breweries, I will go. Right. I just, but, I, I don't have any personal cultural allegiances to, to like feel like I'm treading upon. I, it's a cool fucking event and it's been planned and it's been really well staged and people like it. The breweries are great. I'll be there. Right. I, 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 and I guess maybe I'm not coming. This is not coming across correctly uh, or I'm being super fucking sensitive bitch boy tonight. I don't fucking know either way. Uh, no, but I mean, so, so I, I, I think your support of the festival, and, right? and it, it's, I, I don't it's, think it's like maybe that's where I taking went, it over where like, I, went, I think it's just showing like, Hey, this is great. Let's do this. Where I went wrong is that it's not just a festival. It is like an actual, uh, it, it's a, like a cultural event where they have not only art, uh, but they also have like seminars about uh, be, basically being black in the beer world. So here's a question. Yes. If you get invited to essence fest, would you go? Probably not. No. But would you go based on the grounds that you thought Essence Fest was bad? Or would you go based on the grounds that you didn't think the content would benefit you? Or if, I guess, if we turn it and we said Essence Fest had great symposiums, it wasn't necessarily focused on the white male experience in beer, but it was focused on males' experience in beer, and it happened to be black males. But it could give you a different perspective. Like, I, I think it's an opportunity for education more no, so than 100%. And I'm not saying that the reason I wouldn't go is not to experience it and not to enjoy it and not to learn from it. Cause all those things I know would happen and yeah. I would enjoy that. It's more of the, like, I, I don't know. It's not I, something you would invite yourself to. Right. That's not something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Had, hadn't this guy not reached out on Twitter or on Instagram, I wouldn't be like, mm, got to line up for Fresh Fest tickets next year. Well, you wouldn't know about it. No, I would because I follow Black Beer Twitter, which is fucking Can a I great place to be. Ryan? What? I'll tell you the only, the only, sorry, go ahead, Bill. Corey Booker is going to be in Tulsa on the 29th. He's going to an AME church on the, I want to say the Thursday or the Friday, whatever the 29th is at like 1 p.m. Would it be weird if I went to that? No. On the north side of Tulsa, which is historically black and like kind of this is the where the race massacre and, and all that. And here here's where it might be like the crossover and where you guys might win me over, uh, if we use this example. Uh, I have no problem walking into a black church and feeling 100% welcome 100% of the time. I feel more welcome. Right. I'll be honest. I, but it, I think, and maybe that's that's the thing that I need to remind myself is that like any experience that I've had uh, being the only white person in... Uh, but uh, it has it, been, it's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it has is. has been way if, more welcoming than any other experience that I've ever had. It, it, is, it, is more, it is more important to gain the culturalistic experiences than it is 
to feel like you're treading upon like yes there will always be offended like what's this white boy doing here fine whatever i've honestly villam, villam and i i've honestly to, never heard that in my life and i have been some places no but i mean people people will hold that opinion and they won't tell you there's no right. like there's no doubt that those opinions exist there's just yeah no it will happen. no okay? it's, it's like, never happened in the history yeah so and and it, it, take it in stride so villam and i um when i lived in new york um, and I think Villain was actually visiting that weekend. They were considering moving there, but um, we went to the second annual Afropunk that was still held in right outside of Marcy's. Yeah, that was after that was the summer I moved there. Okay, yeah, right outside of Marcy's uh, uh, projects in Queens. No, I was and in Brooklyn. No, this was in Queens. We we were staying in Brooklyn, but we took a train up. Or no, we actually took an Uber up because the trains you had to, you had to go in and then up and around. But we, anyways, went to the projects, went to this concert. Was it a black car we, or was it an XL? Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, it was a regular Uber. Actually, back then they didn't have either. They just had Uber. Sorry, <laughs> like it was I just Uber. To... And sometimes you got this like slick ass Silverado like decked out, and sometimes it was some like lady in a fucking Mazda Versa or a Nissan Versa. Okay. Um, coming to pick you up. So it was hit or miss. But so we we go we go to this concert. And first off, um not at any point in time, and I and I know this is gonna sound like, oh, why did you think you would be scared? But not at any point in time in the projects, because the projects get painted as these very scary places, right? Not at any point in time did I feel scared, and never ever walking through the projects have I felt scared. So I will come here, bust that. It's not fucking scary walking there. Um, first, uh, went to this concert. You donated two canned goods and you got them for free. Um, it introduced me to incredible acts such as Big Frida. Um, uh, the uh, who's the guy that's on the roots that plays the drums? Quest Love. Yeah, he DJed. Um, we had a the rock guitar uh, kids that. Uh, they play hard metal. Um, the three of them, they had just been on America's Got Talent. I can't remember their name, but they, they were like 12 at the time. Anyways, so I had a great time. Yeah. Willem and I were one of maybe five white people there of the, at the whole concert. Um, I think as long as you're there at events, at any event, and it's a cultural event, if you are appropriately uh, sort of sponging up what is being displayed, right? The kindness, the joy that people have over stuff you might not understand. Um, and if you're there with an open, open mind to receive new knowledge in any form, I, I don't think you should feel as though you're treading upon anything. Now that's just me, but I, I think, I think we should all do more of that. I don't think we should feel as though that's, there's there should be some sort of limitation. It's just okay, Frank. Now to back now to support uh, Brian's argument. How big is Afropunk now? I mean, Afropunk is huge now, right? How much? It's how hard is it to go to Afropunk now? It is still very hard to go because they don't they don't have they do four cans. Uh, you have to donate. No, no, no. Something dollars, and they're like yeah, they're like one hundred twenty bucks. Yeah, and uh, and and my. But that was always. But hold on, that was always their intention. They were very clear about that from the beginning. 
Like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I get that. That part I understand. If there's never, no one starts something like that and doesn't expect to make money. Don't. It's what they do. <laughs> if if that is the case, though, where it is more about growing like a beer culture and, and understanding that culture is, is sometimes is money be damned. Uh, and it is about building a legitimate culture rather than selling out. But then I guess you could say that ultimately it's their decision whether they want to sell out or not. Right. Sell out or not, yeah. Yeah. Like, so it's kind of like they try to shape the culture. The culture appeals to someone like you. It happens to have mass appeal. Right. And then they have to decide, do they want to like, you know, keep going after the mass appeal or stick there or whatever, you know, but you're, you're, I mean, your, your, your responsibility to it is just being respectful. That's yeah, right. I think that's accurate. I think that's a good, that's a good call. And again, like I, I pose this question, not as a, like, right. what, what do I do here? Like, I know what I'm going to fucking <laughs> oh, do. Okay. I'm not God, a dude. goddamn you asshole. You see how we thought about it. I don't, exactly. <laughs> For a second there, I was like, we should really, no, to check on Brian. No, I'm just like, kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. I was gonna say, like, you understand the purpose of of uh, that I've kind of found for myself in this podcast is to drive these conversations. <laughs> Brian's been bantering. He's bantering. Yeah. Uh, hey, heaven forbid that I try. What's up? Just oh God, Brian. What? Okay, I'm fine. Sorry. I apologize for getting heated earlier. Okay, Dad. No, it's the, you should apologize <laughs> for the fucking dad joke. The heated is expected. Not doing it's it. The dad Not doing joke. It. I, to those segments. This is the hill that I die on. Frank just dies. What'd on you say about Luke Hill? He did apologize to the segments of our listener base that Brian was speaking for at those moments. Yeah, you son of a oh, bitch. Sorry. Yeah, sorry for those people who think I'm never right. Oh, uh, you mean you should? You should. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This guy, you poke, up, you poke a few holes in the argument. Now <laughs> you're saying he's never right. Classic white guy God, tendency. Okay. Another, I'm poking yeah. back. Damn. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not having it. Would I'm you not, two brothers? I went golfing today. I went golfing today. Oh, I have easy there, privilege. That Jesus story Christ! Right there. Holy it's fuck! It's a Wednesday. Yes, thank you. I went I, golfing today. Gosh darn it! And I don't need to stand for this. Tee off time? No, no, no. Tee off time? Seven a.m. Got done by nine thirty. First what, call. Is that first call today was ten. Okay. I took the first hour and a half off. I told my boss. I was like, "It's it's a new neighborhood <laughs> thing we're trying to start." Oh, okay. And uh-huh. it's once a month, so it's not it's not it's not going to cut into Frank. Frank's job performance. Frank I'm just trying it. to get interacting with the males in the neighborhood because we don't have anything that's our own, you know. <laughs> Frank lives in a country club out on a golf course. His neighborhood. No, it's, I do a, not. it's super it. uh, it's super white. <laughs> it, it is a very white area. I'm yes, kidding. it's Austin, Texas. <laughs> there's, no, yeah, exactly. there's no getting around that. So um yeah, just an update on Afropunk. If you were to be bringing cans of non-perishable goods, you would need to bring approximately 260 green bean cans to get in this year. That's it. That's good. That's like a one hundred and thirty dollars for the three day ticket. Holy fuck! And it used to be one day, and it used to be like I said. No, it's two days now. I guess it used to be one day, and it used to be two canned goods, <laughs> or thirty five dollars, or thirty five bucks. That's right. I doubt they probably even accept canned goods anymore. No, I, there's nothing on the site that says canned goods. All about the dollars. <laughs> nothing, and it's in Commodore Berry Park in Brooklyn. That is not where it started. Are you sure? It's fucking crazy. I'm pretty sure. I'm about to take a right, look real I like, quick. I kind of remember going to Brooklyn. 
for this. Well, so I stayed at the, I mean, I think you and I stayed at the Brooklyn Sheraton. Don't you think I'll you take stayed a look. there because the event was nearby? <laughs> no, I that stayed there because logic. JP Morgan was nearby. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, well, okay. you got a point there. That's, that's the reason. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no, I don't, I don't see any projects. Well, I guess there are. Yeah, man, this is tough. I'm gonna have to ask. I'm gonna have to ask our our buddy to see if this is where we went. I just don't. The the is that the one they show here? Go God damn it! To Brooklyn, is that the Brooklyn train? That's <laughs> yeah, the D train, baby. <laughs> yeah. The one the one they show here is right next to the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, Willem. And I don't recall us being next to the expressway. But I don't remember it that I'm not very good with location, as I say, as I assert <laughs> vehemently that it was in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, it was in, I know these things for sure. Newark, New Jersey is where that concert was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, this was Jersey City Heights. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, lest we, lest we sign off without a shout out to Troy bringing us probably the most, I guess, future impactful news of the week what? with the the rainforest being on fire uh, yeah, brian true. following that up with a triple double uh yeah. indicating that siberia has been on fire for two months yeah no one gives a shit that Which goddamn is also another lung of the earth so yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> and then the only the news that i brought to the table is that russia literally had a nuclear explosion <laughs> that keep it they couldn't the they couldn't track hold on sorry no, I'm kidding. He said, "Keep it down." No, normally, so normally that stuff takes place now in the upper atmosphere, so it just sort of evaporates into space. And they they had this shit happen like I don't know four feet off the ground, and the, the plume started being tracked. And I guess someone called him and was similar to okay, I don't know if you've seen the show Chernobyl, but similar to Chernobyl, I'm guessing someone called and was like, "Oh, we're getting Geiger meetings of." really measurements of really high over in this area are you sure it's working and they were like turn it off yeah it's working sorry you lost signal oh the internet's down sorry i equated it to i equated it to a battery going dead on a smoke detector you're just like i just hit that button hit it reset it i see it's fine now well this fuck our president got rid of the nuclear treaty right which forced them to keep these sites up and had consequences if they didn't keep them up so then their first nuclear test in, I don't know, two decades goes wrong. Three decades. No, four decades probably goes wrong. And they're like, oh, we're just going to shut these off real quick. No one needs to know what's going on. Turn it off Jesus. and turn it back on. <laughs> you can't just yeah, turn a reactor off. Complete pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Russian. And then... And, and on top of that, we release a fucking North Korea type a, a video this week <laughs> of us launching uh, tomahawk yeah. missiles, <laughs> nuclear tip tomahawk missiles. Yeah, I saw that. Like slow motion. I mean, they got some fucking uh, 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 Peter Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> Peter Jackson production out there. That's their whole thing, dude. All their propaganda is like epic as fuck. It's yeah, but so I mean, who who get who who gets a hard a hard on by that shit? Uh, I'm sitting. Remember all those I'm people who call other people un-American and mean it. That's, that's <laughs> exactly. It's that hard on with that. I sit there and I'm like, oh my god, you could wipe out Baghdad. 
that's not cool. <laughs> like, wipe out, I don't wipe out Montreal. Keep fucking or, around, Canada. Or Montreal. That's right. <laughs> if you're Russian, <laughs> did we just discover our Russian place. mole yeah. on the podcast? No, no, comrade. No, you have not. <laughs> no, comrade. In other climate news, guys, July was the hottest month on record ever. Uh, no wonder. Worldwide. Oh no, hold on. I'm Nobody just saying. I'm just saying. I think we discovered our Russian mole. No wonder he doesn't want to go to the beer culture event. Yeah, I don't okay. want. Uh, he might be outed. A rat to uh, be exposed. Uh, no, so it's hilarious. So July was the hottest month on record worldwide. <laughs> Willem, I'm going to give you Greg Abbott's response to that. It's to what? To the July's hottest month uh, ever. I'm going to tell you what he said to somebody who who brought that up. It's called summer. Welcome to Texas. Boom. Drop that fucking tweet, Mike. Oh. What do you know about that? Okay. <laughs> I can't remember Tell if me that's was, not real. I can't remember if it was Greg Abbott or Dan uh Dan Patrick, but either one either way oh. that was said by a Texas Such dumb fucks, dude. Greenland lost twelve billion tons of ice in a I'm day sorry. this month. Exactly. So that's so like some, that's like half of what Frank dumped you know, into his he, kitchen. You know what though? Oh my god. You, <laughs> you full circle. You know, I really hope, I really hope that motherfucker's response. If Greg Abbott said that to someone was like, it's called walking, try it. Yeah. Boom. Out of here. <laughs> I'm just gonna step on out this door. Yeah, yeah. It's like that's I about as like, fake news as global warming, you son of a bitch. I Fucking feel like tree didn't fall on you. Faster than we even know. Oh yeah, no. It, it is absolutely, absolutely. And what's with and all the nuclear threats and shit? Do you guys, do you guys feel like they know something we don't know? I have no idea no. what nuclear threats you're talking about, other than the one that Frank brought up. <laughs> <laughs> which, sorry, which one? Oh, yeah, there are multiple. <laughs> <laughs> North Korea launching shit, Russia yeah. shit. No, but it's, it's putting out propaganda videos. What's going do you, on? Do you think? Okay, so do you think? And here, here's here's my right. Russia can't all out do what they did last time. Right, they got away with it, but actively supporting Trump this time around would be virtually suicidal. So I think what they've decided to do, no, it wouldn't is that we've shown time and time again that we won't do a goddamn thing about it. Our so our leaders haven't, but once the society knows, you need to you need to kind of change course, um, because it will flip votes the other way permanently. So I think what they're doing is they're playing for some moderate base that's like, okay, now Russia and America need to go back to being on this like um, firm footing against each other. We need to play these nuclear games because back when this shit was happening, actively, right after the Cuban Missile Crisis, Republicans won the presidency several times um, for the first time in like a hundred and some odd years. So... When when they're doing it this time around, I feel like it's just it's fear mongering. They're like, oh, yeah, we've got missile. And then Trump's like, they've got missile. And you're sitting there and you're like, oh, shit. OK, this is how we're going to play this game. Right. OK. He's not the right. I mean, I get the whole like, oh, Republicans are, you know, tougher on foreign policy, whatever argument. Uh, but he's a maniac. I mean, it's beyond just he, like I mean, to your earlier policy. point, he called himself God today. Yeah. Like. The chosen and, and believed it and believed it. I mean, he looked up and he was like, "Some say I'm the chosen one." You're like, no, hey, he like some "What are you cooking, The Rock?" Referred to as, yeah, he aka would himself, as... aka the chosen one, aka the orange one, aka yeah, no. the. <laughs> let me take off. Let me take off my people's elbow. Yeah, so He's gross. Dude. Fucking member of the Wu Tang Clan at this point. 
So he, I mean, oh God, yeah, no, I will have champagne on ice if he loses. So I want to make. Want, it, waiting for him to lose the election. I don't even know that we can post this. We have to cut pieces out at this point. Because another I, one for when he leaves the White House and they show it. Oh, and they, Ooh, yeah. So I'm, I might need three on ice. When the Secret Service throws trash bags full of his clothes out on the lawn. You think that's how he moves, right? Probably. Yeah, actually, the way like we're not folding this shit. So, real quick, I want to correct myself. I, I make make a correction. I, I did make a mistake. Uh, it was it was John Cornyn, the fucking shitbag senator oh. we have here in North Texas. Uh, he God. said he said to Chuck Schumer when Chuck Schumer said July 2019 was the hottest month ever of any month on record. Climate uh. change is the greatest threat facing our planet. It's about our kids. It's about our health. It's about the future. Uh, it's John Cornyn said, it's summer, Chuck. And uh, he was met with wonderful, wonderful responses. <laughs> Which so is, wait, you call Twitter? yourself a leader, you're a disgrace. Once more for those in the back, it was the hottest month ever of any month on record. Get it? It was the hottest month ever. Uh, this was Sorry, this was on Twitter. Yes. Okay. In public so, on Twitter. John Cornyn, instead of just being the behind the back shill that he normally is decided let's start a Twitter war with Chuck Schumer. Who's followed by any sort of liberal accountability group. He literally thinks about what he tweets because he's like, I'm going to get fucking shit on by my own people. (laughs) Could this offend any of the 90 different groups that I'm supposed to be supporting? (laughs) So John Cornyn, who literally just needs to talk good about guns not step in the fucking church shit that's outside his window uh, and yeah. deny climate change. John Cornyn uh, step into this conversation. Okay, yeah, uh, and- about as well as I, I guess. What that's you bring up actually a really good point where uh, I heard someone say something about like, uh, I, I can't, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say anymore. I can't say this. I can't say that. It's it's exhausting living in America. <laughs> and the answer to that is just don't be a dick and you're fine. You don't have to be exhausted. I know. What am I missing here? How difficult is it to not be a sh- It's not even, I'm not even asking you to be a good person. <laughs> just don't be a, don't be a asshole. shitty person. I don't run into any issues <laughs> regularly. Like, and I deal with all kinds of people. Like, Never do I offend. I go on the internet. I don't fucking bite my tongue for a moment, and I've never been called a racist or a sexist or <laughs> a homophobe. And I fucking let people have it. So I don't understand. It's amazing. It's almost like you're not any of those things. Yeah, huh. it's it wild. Is. It's really totally. can't say anything. No, you just can't say anything hateful. Yeah, like, don't be a fucking you're asshole. Targeting someone. Oh shit! Don't say it. <laughs> Period. Yeah. Uh, you know what's what's funny is the conversation always takes place like it, it finds its way to the middle yeah. and i think as long as us as like moderate individuals can understand oh, that I'm the sorry. extremes are still fucking extreme right like the tree huggers still kind of crazy mm-hmm. the don't kill any animal no. lives sure. still pretty crazy tree huggers existed in that like i don't know when sure. but 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 th- that's an extremist viewpoint. That is that is running to a corner and like, don't do anything. Sit down. You know, like you're talking about just, Marianne. What's her face? Is the Democratic candidate? <laughs> it's a very hard opinion to back to like up. bring to bring back, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then you've got the people on the other side who are like, why am I being called a race? And you're like, well, maybe you know, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So 
those those are just hard people to reason with. It's I don't, I don't understand why they're controlling the conversation right now. But it's time for people to just be moderately passionate about things instead of being like, if you if you take that sledgehammer and so much as touch my canoe, <laughs> Frank, you're gonna have to pick. You're gonna knock me out of the canoe, but don't even fucking touch it, Frank. You're gonna be very specific because I have plenty of AR sixteen, AR fifteen sledgehammers oh, oh. to use in my arsenal of sledgehammers you're how many specific you shoot per minute? yeah <laughs> how many sledges do i get an hour sorry villain yeah. no i the problem is that there's like got about what 50 60 good years left here before. not even i think it's like 40 or 22 like, or some shit like yeah that. that's i i think they're probably wrong on those projections there's too many people well you're a you're a climatologist i don't know <laughs> No, but they've been wrong. I mean, they have shit that they were projecting to happen in 2050 that's happening now. I mean, right, like, right. So, and the problem is, I just, now, how can I trust? With I'm not a climatologist, but shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, but if if you just extrapolate how accurate algorithms are at predicting the economy, right? yeah, it's a pretty hit or miss thing. It's if you're if you're running at 55, 60 percent accuracy. Pretty amazing. Now people are just like hoarding. That's not really accurate. <laughs> that's four standard deviations from like any reasonable probability. So okay, yeah. Would you take a forty or fifty percent chance on your life at any point yeah. in time? Would you like driving down? I mean, I, I mean, I guess jumping out of a plane without a parachute. Even that has better fucking predictability. Predictability than fifty percent. So yeah. all I'm trying to say, sorry, is it's like. We got whatever, however much time left. Uh, like, like people are just hoarding resources right now. I feel like no, no one that is actually represented anymore. Like just normal people like us who just would like to be around in a hundred and fifty years. <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't need to be the world's wealthiest. Anything. I just like to have my lineage still be here. I don't know. <laughs> like, like not have uh, the sky burning. Like that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I don't see how you fight some of this stuff without being extreme. That's a good point. You gotta, it's like, you, you, it's like when Japan attacked America and you're like, okay, let's just all be moderate here for a moment. Yeah. And like, and I don't feel like it's reasonable when it's this like blatant and it's staring you in the face at this point. Like, no, do something I mean, about it or perish. That is literally what we're looking at. I guess the the argument to me is not to be to be moderate about the issue. It's to be moderate in how you discuss and how you debate, right? Like it, it's bringing out extreme examples in a debate is not a very good way of winning a debate. It's not a very good way of convincing someone. It just isn't. I understand and I understand the 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 sort of need to um get more urgency around an issue, but do you think if, okay, so if you bring up some unrelatable statistic that can't really be, it's like the national debt, right? If you, if someone says the national debt is $22 trillion, you think of it as 22 trillion versus 22 million versus 22 billion. And people who aren't very good at numbers, which is a lot of the society they can't even fathom what $22 trillion is. But if you said $22 trillion is, I don't know, 22 billion Lamborghinis, then 
it's like a relatable number, right? It's 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 at least more relatable. Or if you take it back to like Dodge Ram trucks and you say it's fucking uh whatever 70 billion Dodge Rams, right? Whatever that relationship is. But unless unless we we start talking about these things in real terms that people relate to, and that's what I mean by moderate is like if you're going to construct an argument about something, make it relatable. Don't well, climate change really is the perfect weapon then because there you can't make it relatable because how do you make it relatable to if I'm like, Oh fuck that. Like I don't prove to me, you know, like show me and like, you can show me all the data in the world. It's not really relatable. If you can't give me a daily example of how it's impacting my life and good luck. Like, <laughs> but I think that's changing. So I, I mean, this, the, 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 the polls show that the majority of people believe in climate change. We just have the wrong people in charge. Yeah. And so then you have that obstacle of how, of not being represented in your fucking government, like at all. Yeah, no, that's, that's a very different fight, but that's not climate change fight, right? It like, feels like we're having conversations about tangential shit when I, you would think we would all be on board about just like, oh, well, we should probably do something about this imminent danger to our entire existence. I don't know. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. But I mean, like, I I think the the, the Middle East right now is predicted to be uninhabitable by like 2035 or something. And, and originally that prediction was like 2055, 2060. So to that point, it's getting hotter quicker. Um, <laughs> and all this stuff is exponential, right? Like just think about how, 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 how nature works, right? It's, it's today you have two trees tomorrow that or, or five years from now, those trees, if left unmanaged, will have dropped seeds to create 10 more trees. And then we have 50 more trees and that we have 200 more trees. Right. It's like an exponential effect. And I think that's the part of the algorithms that were they were assumed, but they were assumed based on growth models that were assumed based on earlier projection. Right. You can only do so much with historical exponential growth to predict future exponential growth because by its nature, if you haven't seen the factors, your, your growth right at the, at the early end of that curve is but a start to some longevity. And if it's not entirely precise, you could be way, way, way soon or way late. And it seems like the factor that we assumed is, is not, it's not spot on. Well, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to take the train noise as being that we are also way late cuz I've never heard yeah. four trains in one episode or three trains in one episode. Um is there anything else that y'all have? I'm sorry to kind of cut short, but I also am looking at what time it is. Um what uh, do y'all have anything else that uh, you wanted to get off your chest before we before we cut off this week? Now, please pay attention to how much single-use plastic you use. That's yes, not, that's not a bad. That's not a bad start. It's a good way to a good way to uh, like. I, I know as as silly as it may sound to some people, like I uh, stopped using plastic lids and tried to stop using straws as much as I can, uh, as yeah. well as stop using goddamn sixteen point nine ounce water bottles altogether. It starts with just cutting the unnecessary shit. Like that make a huge difference. In my house, what we did was we just over a period of a month 
anything that was single use plastic, we put in a bag, like, you know, rinsed it off or whatever, and then looked at how much we used over a month. It was a lot. Yeah. And then just now it's in your head. And anytime you're like reaching for like a disposable fork or something, I'll go, Oh, well that's unnecessary. I'm not going to like use that and waste that. And I'll go for a real fork and I'll wash it off afterwards. And you know, small changes make big differences. Absolutely. I think what sucks about that, sorry, is the the <laughs> amount of food, non-perishable food or perishable food that comes in plastic. Yeah. yeah. That, that's the biggest challenge. Here's my question, and maybe there's something out there that I'm not aware of. Is there like an alternative to the stupid veggie bags at stores? Yeah. I'll send it to you. Okay, send send me a link uh, because I've switched. I mean, I've, I haven't switched. We had a gathering of uh, those, you know, reusable canvas uh, shopping bags. We started using those because I got tired of fucking Walmart bags sitting around my house. And since yeah. the little ones out of diapers, we don't really use Walmart bags for that anymore. Right. So I was oh, like, what's that? Sorry. Do what? I'm, just, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Can you please say that? <laughs> no, uh, it, it pissed me off. And this is this maybe really selfish of myself, but it pissed me off because I know that companies like Walmart don't just recycle those bags. They get paid for those bags. Yeah. And they have giant, like, giant, you know, uh, cardboard containers outside in their vestibules where you can just drop off old Walmart bags. And like those motherfuckers are just recycling those and getting paid for it. Like yep. our company recycles the like wrap around pallets. And I think in one year we ended up generating $80,000 just in recycled plastic. Jesus. And, so Brian, is it vestibules or vestibules? Vestibule. Vest, vestibules is what I call them. Vestibules. Yeah. Man, I've never, I, that word is so hard for me. Uh, if it's not even fucking, it's entryway. I'll just say entryway. The entryways, you can use that one. That was, that was my free tip. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and on that, I'll just play this out. Um, no, uh, thank you guys for at least, uh, uh, entertaining the conversations that I brought up tonight, Frank and Willem. I, I do appreciate y'all chiming in and, and, uh, I know that as ludicrous as they may sound, like, I know that at some point in time, I've had those thoughts. I've had those conversations in my mind. And uh, sometimes hearing other people have the same conclusion uh, helps validate that. But also hearing other people's point of view is helpful. And in a time when you don't hear a whole lot of different points of view, you know you know what I mean? You picking up what I'm putting down? Uh, it's Sometimes it's nice to hear that. So uh, thank you all for joining us. Be sure you uh, participate uh, in the Frank Shoe giveaway. <laughs> By going to iTunes, uh, leaving us a review, it's giving gonna us a rating. Socks. It's going to be socks at this point, yeah. No, Maybe no one even submitted an entry. It may be Brian Socks at this point. Yeah. They're just going to come rushing in now. Yeah. yeah. Brian Socks. I saw Jay submitted an additional review. I'm not questionable as to whether or not we should accept it yeah, i was gonna say that seems that seems sketchy i don't know man you just create a new account anyway be sure you go do that and um thank you like i said thank you all for joining us check us out over on instagram and twitter at no beer left cast and until next week for brian here in north texas i'm out for villain and tulsa thank you for listening bye yeah uh, this was a rough one i'm gonna chalk it up to my house being flooded so i'm in emotional distress <laughs> i'll leave you with one last quick hitter brian god 
<laughs> a pun walks into a bar and 10 people drop dead. Pun in 10 dead. Okay. I'm out. Okay.